what if you got this one piece dialed in and it gave you the confidence to pick up a weight without the fear of injuring yourself? This is what we're going to chat about today. My name is Dr. Emily Kybert. I'm a chiropractor since 2007, and I help women with Hashimoto's learn how to work out without the burnout. I too have Hashimoto's just like you, and I currently am in remission since 2017. And one of the big factors that I changed on my Hashi journey, not only how I ate, changing lifestyle factors, addressing environmental root causes was I was overtraining. And so I help women who maybe are type A, maybe are hustlers, are constantly grinding, maybe overtraining, learn how to dial it back. But I also help those women who need a little kick in the pants, need to get off the couch, get more than 2,000 steps a day, start this journey of creating a workout routine. So So this this is is what what I help help women women do, specifically specifically the ladies ladies with Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's. And today today I'm going to share where where to start. Where do I start? I've seen seen thousands of women women in person in in my clinic. clinic. Uh, I have a clinic in New York York City called Urban Wellness Wellness Clinic, Clinic, as well as women women online. A lot of people think it starts with the form, where you place your feet, where your head goes, how your back is. It is none of those things. I promise you. Here's the secret. It starts with the breath. We as women culturally have a tendency to suck our belly to the spine, to draw up and in, to suck in, to skinny up our waistline, right? I don't know if this is more of a cultural thing or a lot of cueing that you might get in like a dance cardio or a Pilates. And those cues are fine. If you're on a Pilates reformer, you're laying down. That is a terrible cue if you are trying to pick up a weight. So we use our breath. This is, I'm going to give you like the quick and dirty. I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible. The breath mechanics. So you take a breath in, the diaphragm pushes down. The diaphragm is this really thin muscle between the lungs and our organs, our intestines, and it pushes down. And when it pushes down, that pressure is called intra-abdominal pressure. A lot of people call it inter-abdominal pressure. It's intra-abdominal pressure, IAP, pushes the spine out of extension. So that kind of banana back, curve back, and our low back, when we breathe down and wide and our diaphragm pushes down, it pushes the spine out of extension, which creates this rigid spine for this short period of time where we are actually picking up the weight and putting it back down. And so when we have that pressure, it helps brace our core, right? So how many times you've been in workout class and the teacher's like, engage your core. And you're like, what does that mean? Am I doing it now? How about now? Is my core engaged now? Am I supposed to suck in? Am I supposed to push out? What is a brace? The brace is important. We use the brace to push our spine out of extension to create a rigid spine. So we have this tank, like think of a cylinder, this tank of strength when we pick up a weight. If we pick up a weight and we do a big back bend and a super arch, you're going to hurt your back. You're going to compress the back of the spine, the facet joints, and you're going to have SI joint pain and it's not going to feel good. But if you create the proper breath and brace, the breath down and wide towards the fronts of the hips, wide laterally and into the low back, you literally take the curve out of the spine, that banana back, that lordosis, and you create a rigid spine for that moment of while you're picking up a weight. This is what we do when we're babies. We don't pick up weights, but we learn to move and we hit our milestones in that first year of life. So we learn to roll, then we learn to rock before we crawl. All these things we have to do. And so these are these neurodevelopmental 
uh, milestones that we hit that are essential for getting upright. So whenever someone comes to me and they're like, hey, that my swing is off, I'm feeling back pain in my deadlift. When I press, I get a pinch in my shoulder. I always go to the breath. I always check, okay, is the timing of the breath on? Is it on point? Are you breathing down and wide? Is it just down? Is it not far down enough? Are you not breathing wide? Are you not breathing into your low back? Then the third thing I ask is, are you creating this pressurization, this tank of strength, this brace, which is not pulling your belly button to the spine? It's funny because a lot of Pilates instructors will cue that. I've done a lot of Pilates in my lifetime and we didn't learn to do that when we were babies, right? Babies who don't develop well, who don't hit their movement milestones, who need to go to therapy to help them catch up in their movement patterns, which is about 30% of babies, do the things that is cued in Pilates. They pull their belly to the spine. That is a poor developing baby. They will pull their shoulder blades, pinch them, right? How many times have you heard someone say, well, have good posture, pinch your shoulder blades together. Hello, if you've ever tried that, you can't hold that for more than 30 seconds before you get fatigued. And a poor developing baby, a baby who is not hitting their milestones, a baby who has to go to pediatric therapy to try and get them to progress to where they need to be, will do that. They'll pull their blades together. So why would we cue that in our adult life? Why would we cue a pathological movement pattern? Instead, why don't we cue to get us into a good movement pattern as if you were a baby who is learning the movement patterns properly. So that is what I teach inside Thyroid Strong. And that is what I teach. The very first thing before you even touch a weight, before you even look at a weight, is we need to get your breath dialed in. So down and wide into low back. Then we create the brace. A great way to do this, this is the drill. You're going to put your hands in that soft part right between your ribs and the top of your hips. And you're going to take a breath in through your nose. Just enough, like just a sip, not like a... Not like a yoga inhale, because <laughs> you'll get too chesty with it. So you take a breath. You should feel an expansion into your hands. And then you're going to go like TSH, right? That test that only doctors test, <laughs> that you wish they test more. You're going to go cha. Another way to think of it is essential, a cha, like karate chapa. And you're going to feel what happens in your hands. So sip in air, take a breath. You should feel like a little contraction into your hands, not sucking in, but a contraction into your hands, almost like a, like someone's kicking you from the inside, but it's really your muscles bracing. That is what you want to feel when you exhale. And that's what I have the Hashi ladies do inside Thyroid Strong. You sip in air, just enough, not a big inhale, so you're getting arch in your back and compression of the joints and a big puffing of the chest like you're a baboon, just enough, just sip it in. And then the exhale, it's an audible exhale. Make your kids laugh. Make your grandkids want to join you. Make your husband roll his eyes. It should be audible, especially as you go up in weight. There is a reason why when someone picks up a heavier weight, they take a bigger breath, they do a bigger brace, they are more audible. This is why you hear guys in the gym be like, right? It's the same um, as cha, that creating that brace in the tummy, just a different avenue with a different sound. So creating the brace, and we do this all before you even ever touch a weight. And then the interesting part of what I teach inside Thyroid Strong is learning to do this through the movement patterns that we learned as babies. So it's really hard 
to start to integrate something standing up or in a lunge position where one knee's on the floor. If you haven't earned it, face down, on your back, on hands and knees, right? Those on your back, hands and knees, face down, that's what we did as babies. That's like where we spent the first six months of life. So why not prime those neurological patterns properly and then get upright? Everything I promise you will feel so much easier. So this is how I warm up. I use the breath. I really focus on breathing down and wide. I fill and then I start face down. I go onto my back. I do some dead bug heel taps without arching the back. And then I practice rolling patterns. You will be surprised how hard it is for really strong people to do a roll and to do it well without arching their back and flaring their ribs. It's very challenging. So this is, you know, if you ever hear strength and stability is the same thing, it's not, it's different. Strength is one thing, stability is another. And then you get onto hands and knees and you rock. And then you lift your knees up off the floor and you bring your tush to the air like a down dog, but with your knees bent. And then you step one foot forward, like as if you're about to get upright, then you actually get upright in a tripod position and then you stand up. That's the warm up. There's no foam rollers, there's no stretching, there's no passive stretching, there's no leg swings. That is how you neurologically prime the body to get ready to lift a weight. And it all starts with the breath. Even in a kettlebell swing, when a woman comes to me, she's like, hey, I love it if you could check my form. I would love to check your form. It is like my favorite thing to do on the entire planet other than hug my kids. And the first thing we look at is typically the breath is off. It's not timed well, it's too late. The exhale's at the top versus driving you out of the hole of the swing, the backswing. So we always start with the breath. And so I encourage you to do the same. I will drop a link in, um, in the show notes and you can get my breathing warm up. I'll share it with you because I think it's so important. I think everyone should do it. Everyone should just start um, upright and start doing deadlifts without a warm up. And if you're gonna do a warm up and take the time, might as well make it as effective and as um, efficient as possible. Not passive, not passive stretching, not passive foam rolling. All right, ladies, if you love this episode, go on iTunes throw in a review, give us some stars. I would so appreciate it. This is truly a labor of love. There's no sponsors except me being my own sponsor. So if you love the podcast and want it to get to more Hashi ladies and spread the word, jump into iTunes, write a review. I would love it so much and I'll see you next time.